on where you've been one by one he answers questions that he did not answer then he now shows you the danger of going your own way all those roads you thought were better would have led your soul astray he reminds you of that moment when you could not make it through now you see one set of footprints where he reached out and carried you as your tears fall on his shoulders and you thank him for his love he says child i knew that one day you'd see this valley from above Isaiah chapter 61 this morning, Isaiah chapter 61, what a wonderful service we have had. Several months ago, Patrick wouldn't have done what he did, but God saved his soul and put a song in him. <clears throat> Four or five months ago, he got saved and followed Jesus in scriptural baptism. And now here he is singing about that amazing grace. I'm just, I stand amazed in his presence. God is so good. I'm so thankful for every song, everything that has been done here today. It has definitely been God honoring. It has honored the Lord. It has honored him. And that's why we're here, is to honor the Lord. To him be all the honor and all the glory. And I hope and I pray that he has been seen. If not, I hope and pray that you'll see him in this message. I'm going to ask you to stand one more time. We love standing here. 
Anything worth standing up for is the Word of God this morning. Isaiah 61, it won't be very long, two verses. Prophecy of our coming Messiah. This speaks of Jesus, the Son of God, in His earthly ministry. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. If you don't know, we are those that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Dear Heavenly Father, as I read the mission of Jesus Christ, as I read in detail what He came to, to, came to do, Lord, I just praise You. Lord, I praise You for the mission of Christ. Lord, I praise You for what He's already done. For when he came to this earth, he didn't have to come to this earth, but he did because he loves us. He left it all behind because he loves us. And he came to set us free. Lord, we are a people that are imprisoned to our sins. And Lord, he came to set us free. He came to bring liberty to us. He came to bring that song to us. Lord, He came to save. He came to redeem. And I'm glad 2,000 years later He's still doing it. Lord, I'm glad that Jesus is still on His throne. And I'm glad He's still there for us when we're lost and in need of a Savior. I'm glad He's there for us when we're saved and we're in need of help every day of our life. God, I'm glad you're there for us. God, I'm glad you're there for me and my family. I just thank you for what you've done for me. I can't speak for anybody else, but I can sure speak for what you've done in my life. And I praise you for it today. Lord, bless this sermon. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach to you on this subject this morning. Jesus came to save. Jesus came to save. The prophet Isaiah is prophesying of the mission of the coming Christ. Uh, all in the Old Testament, these Old Testament prophets prophesied of the coming Messiah. Isaiah prophesied of Jesus to come. And in this prophecy, and he prophesied of his sufferings. He prophesied of the crucifixion of Christ. He prophesied of many things. He even prophesied of the birth of Christ. But in this particular prophecy, he is simply mapping out the mission, if you will, of Jesus Christ. And he, he points something out here, and he says, separates this from every other person that has ever come to the earth. Because may I say that God has sent the earth and us a lot of important people. There has been some great prophets and there has been some great men and some great women that God has sent to us. But I want you to know there is one that is set apart from every other that ever came. I want you to notice what he said in verse 1. It said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord... Lord hath anointed me. Now he's speaking of Jesus Christ and he uses this word anointed. And the word anointed here means to sanctify. It means to set apart. Simply what the word is saying is that God is going to set Jesus apart from every other man that has ever existed on the face of the earth. That means that no man has ever lived like Jesus. Why? Because God made it that way. No man has ever had the mission that Jesus has because God has set him apart. 
You have your mission. You need to do what God has called you to do. And God sent Jesus on His. And may I tell you that God anointed Him. He set Him apart. How did He do all that He did? Because the Spirit of God dwelt among Him and upon Him. We have never seen a man that walked so full of God, that walked so full of the will of God. Why was it? Because inside of that robe of humanity was all God. It was all God. And I want you to know that Jesus was sanctified. Jesus was set apart from every other man. And may I tell you, we don't need to put Jesus in the same category as us. He doesn't deserve to be categorized with us. Okay, Jesus deserves to be exalted above us. Because He had a mission to do, and He came and He done it. And may I tell you that His mission involved you and it involved me. And it involves saving us. And may I tell you that, that when Jesus came, He came to save. He came to save. Aren't you glad that Jesus came to save? When He went to the house of Zacchaeus, when He went into Jericho, and Zacchaeus was in the tree, told Him to come down. And He went to His house that day, and He said, For salvation has come to your house. He said, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Yes, He's come to heal the blinded eyes. Yes, He's come to heal the withered hand. Yes, He's come to bring life. But may I tell you that Jesus came to save. It wasn't all about blind eyes. It wasn't all about withered hands. It wasn't all about the palsy. It was about their lost souls that stood in need of a Savior. May I tell you this morning that Jesus came to save. Look in Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. And I'm not going to preach anything difficult. I'm not going to preach anything different than you've ever heard before. And I normally have a big Memorial Day sermon. I love this holiday. I love to preach on that. But God led me this way. And I thought about a man that came. A man, a God man that was on a mission. And I thought about one of his encounters. And it's one of my favorite encounters that we find in verse 46. And I want us to find how Jesus came to save when he met that man, blind Bartimaeus. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, it said, And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, and he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. May I tell you this man received more than his sight. He received eternal life that day. That day not only did he get his physical sight back, but he got his spiritual sight back that day. The day that he met Jesus. Why? Because Jesus came 
to save. Notice number one, the need of salvation. In verse 46 it said, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Understand that when Jesus came to Jericho, he came to Jericho with a purpose. When he came to Jericho, it was not by accident and it was not by coincidence. When he came to Jericho, he knew that there would be a beggar by the wayside. He knew that blind Bartimaeus would be sitting there. It was no coincidence that Jesus came by that day. It was no coincidence coincidence that Jesus was in the town and coming to his house that day. It was no coincidence. God knew that blind Bartimaeus was there. Jesus knew he needed, he was in need to be saved. What did Jesus say? I come to seek and to save. He went to Jericho seeking that day. And he sought out a man by the name of blind Bartimaeus. And he sought him out. It wasn't blind Bartimaeus that came to Jesus. It was Jesus that went to him. It wasn't me that went to Jesus. It was Jesus that came to me. There was nothing in me that desired God. There was nothing in me that wanted to be saved. But one day through the preaching of the Scripture, one day through the Sunday school lessons, one day through the, the gospel songs to declare the glory of God, Jesus came to me and showed me that I needed to be saved. It wasn't you that went to Christ. It was Christ that came to you. I want you to know it was not by coincidence, but it was by the providence of God that Jesus Jesus met blind Bartimaeus. And I want you to know it's no coincidence that we're here this morning. You're not here by accident. You're not here because of this or that. You're here because God wanted you to be here. And God is coming by your way. If you're like blind Bartimaeus, may I tell you, Jesus is walking by today. And Jesus is seeking you, and He's willing to save you. Notice the need of this salvation. This man was a blind man. Never has he ever seen in his life. He's never seen the sun, the moon, or the stars. He's never seen the flowers. He's never seen. He's heard, but he's never seen. He, he had this blindness all of his life. And he, all of his whole life was nothing but darkness. Now this sickness may describe the outward appearance of this man in the physical part, but may I tell you this resembles our heart and our spirit today. And as this man was blind inside physically, may I tell you spiritually we're blind today. And there's darkness within our hearts and within our souls. May I tell you that every one of us is a sinner today. May I tell you that every one of us has been alienated from the Lord. Not because of something we've done, but because you were born with the seed of sin within you. And when you were born in this world, you were born a sinner. And as you grew up, you were sinning because it's your nature. It's within you. And may I tell you, there was a day that came to you that you knew what sin was and that it broke the heart of God and it broke the law of God. And at that day and at that moment, you died inside of your heart and you became alienated from the Lord. May I tell you, as this man was blind, may I tell you that the world is blind inside. And we're born with a darkness within our hearts. And may I tell you, we need to receive our sight. As this man needed to see the, the sights of the physical eyes, we need to see spiritually today. And we're blinded by the God, little g, of this world. We are blinded by sin. We are blinded by darkness. Not only was, was this man blind, but this man was begging. He had great need. 
Because of his physical ailments, he was not able to do what he needed to, to get all the things that he needed to survive and live on. May I tell you that you are unable to save yourself today. You are unable to do for you what only Christ can do for you. May I tell you that you can work hard and you can go get an education and you can do all that, but all of that will only carry you so far. You can only do so much for yourself. There's a point in your life that you are begging inside. There's a natural longing and a natural desire that we need somebody to help us. May I tell you, it's not a politician that we need to help us. May I tell you, it's not another doctor that we need to help us. That natural longing is for Jesus. Jesus. Inside, there is something within us that we need, and we can't do it for ourselves. But Jesus can do it for us. Jesus can do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Hey, you may be big and you may be mighty, but you cannot save yourself. You cannot save yourself. You may have all the money in the world, but you're not going to go to heaven on your own merit today. You may know everything this world has to tell you, but I'm telling you, you're not going before the presence of God without Jesus Christ. You may be the most popular person in all the world. May I tell you, God's not impressed with that, but He's impressed with Jesus. He's impressed with the work of Christ. Oh, may I tell you, the need of salvation. But not only the need of salvation, but the means of salvation. Notice verse 47. And when He heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. But when he heard, I like that. What's the means of salvation when he heard? He couldn't see it, could he? But he heard it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And you know what is awesome here? This man knew about Jesus. He called him Son of David. Thou Son of David. Huh. That was not a popular name to be called. If the Romans heard this, they would have killed Jesus right then and there. Because he's simply saying, here's the heir to the throne right here. Thou son of David. He heard the scripture. He knew who Jesus was. He had heard, for God so loved the world. He had heard that scripture that the Messiah is coming. That one is coming to be lifted up like that serpent in the wilderness. He heard. And he came by his way. And he heard. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad of the day that I heard. I'm thankful for every one of them Sunday school teachers that let me hear. I'm thankful for that preacher. I didn't like him very much, but I sure am thankful for that preacher that preached Jesus to me so that I could hear who Jesus was. And that day that I fell under Holy Spirit ghost conviction, Jesus came by my way. I knew what it was about because I've done heard about it. And by the time Jesus got there, blind Bartimaeus, he done heard about him. He, he already knew what to do. He knew who he was. He knew everything about him because all of them Sunday school lessons paid off. It all paid, all them Awana lessons paid off. Amen. I'm sure Bartimaeus wasn't in Awana, but bear with me here. It all paid off because you got to get them under the preaching of God's Word. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Mom and Daddy, keep taking them to Sunday school. Keep taking them to Awana. Keep taking them to church. Keep taking them to the Gospel. Get them under the preaching of God's Word. How'd he get it? Because he heard. How's our kids going to get it? Because they're going to hear. 
Hear. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for those who preached to me and told me about Jesus and told me the way of salvation. Now notice number three, the hindrances of salvation. Verse 48, And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. I like that. Notice the hindrances of salvation. People were standing in the way. Why would you stand in the way of a man coming to the salvation of the Lord? I don't know, but we do it quite often. How many times in our own life that we've stood in somebody's way? They're too young. They're too old. They don't know enough. They're not old enough. They're not smart enough. They're not this enough. It's not time. It's not this. It's not that. May I tell you, if you, don't, if you want to be saved today, the devil will give you 10,000 reasons not to be saved. And he will put 10,000 hindrances between you and the Lord. And when God is coming to you and calling you and seeking you to be saved, the devil will throw anybody out there, including the preacher. I'll throw me in there with the devil. My wife ain't here to amen, but she would amen that. The devil can use me too. And he can use you today. And I'm telling you that he used everybody that he could to stand in the way between that man and Jesus. May I tell you, the devil is throwing every power, every principality he can in your mind. Oh, it's not time. Oh, you got enough time. Oh, not today. I'm hungry. I mean, I got, I got to put this invitation away. It's getting close to lunchtime. Oh, man, the devil has told us and told us and lied to us and lied to us. May I tell you, he's nothing but a liar this morning. And he does not want anything but to stop you from meeting Jesus and being saved. He will stand in your way. He will get in the, in the speaker, amen. He will bring static. He will get in the song service and stop the singing. He will do anything he can to distract us and stop us from coming to Jesus. He will use you. He will use me. He will do anything he can to stop people from being saved. Why isn't it that every time the gospel is preached with power of the Holy Spirit of God, why aren't people pouring down the aisle? Because the devil is winning. Because the devil's throwing every hindrance in the world at him. He did it to me and he did it to you, say person. We know the battle. We remember what they face. We remember how many times we thought, oh, they're going to laugh at me. That was so dumb. This crew ain't going to laugh with you. They're going to shout with you. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're praying for you. Man, if I get saved, somebody may think something. This group ain't going to think nothing but praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Man, if, if, if I'm lost, people are going to laugh at me. Nobody's laughing. Everybody in this room wants you to be saved. More importantly, God wants you to be saved. Isn't it amazing that you can't even go to God's house and do what God wants you to do because you're scared you're going to be embarrassed? That's the devil. That's the devil. Do what God has placed on your heart. Don't let anything stand between you and the Lord. Now, this is what I like. Everybody, no, 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 no. Get back, get back, get back, get back. Blind Bartimaeus said, let me be good. Be quiet. Get out of my way. I got to get to him. Hush. 
I don't care if time is over. I don't care if it's getting late. I've got to get to Jesus. I'm glad that every hindrance the devil threw at him, he threw it to the side. He said, get out of my way because i got to get to the Lord. Zacchaeus was willing to get up the tree. Blind Bartimaeus was willing to cry out over a crowd of people. May I tell you, what are you willing to do to get to Jesus today? Man, I'll tell you, if I was sitting there and I was lost and Jesus was coming to me, I would run down the aisle right now and get saved. I wouldn't let anything stop me and prevent me from being saved today. If God was trying to save my soul, I wouldn't let anything stand in the way. I'd be saved right now. I'd fall on my face where I was and say, Jesus save my soul. Man, we throw 10,000 excuses. Blind Bartimaeus said, you take them all. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. Man, we've heard excuses. Well, the preaching's too long. The song service is too slow. We stand up. We sit down. We do this. We do that. Let it go this morning. That ain't nothing but the devil. Quit worrying about that junk and get to Jesus. Don't let anything stand in I've heard it. Man, if I get a new preacher, I'd go back. <laughs> Don't let a preacher stand in your way. Don't let a church member stand in your way. Don't let a deacon stand in your way. Don't let anybody stand between you and the Lord. Save people, we're as bad as the lost. We give 10,000 excuses why we can't serve God. Don't let anything come between you and the Lord. You don't let anything come between you and God. Now notice number four in closing, the gift of salvation. <clears throat> notice verse 49. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good cheer, rise. He calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose. And he came to Jesus. Have y'all ever heard the saying, Come to Jesus as you are? Blind Bartimaeus don't know about that. Because he didn't go to Jesus as he was. This is cool, okay? I think of this beggar, this blind beggar sitting by the wayside. He didn't have a whole lot, but the Bible said he had some garments. He didn't have a whole lot in the world, but he had some garments that he held on to. He had some garments that apparently meant a lot to him. And I could see this whole blind beggar sitting down there begging, sitting down there never seen anything in his life. And then he heard the Son of David's coming by. Then he heard the Messiah is coming by. And as he heard this group, he had these garments, these old filthy, dirty garments that he's been holding on to for years and years and years. And then he heard Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Oh, he began to cry out, Jesus, Messiah, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He cried out, people, oh, hush, Barnabas, hush, you old beggar. You sit over there and you be quiet. No, I can't be quiet. Oh, I'm lost and I need to be saved. Oh, I'm blind and I need my sight. And oh, he held on to this. And he held on to this. May I tell you, there's a lot of us holding on to things that we need to let go of this morning. May I tell you, we got some sins in our life that we need to let go of. It don't matter how dirty, how vile, how bad you've been. There's not a sin, I promise you today, that God can't take from you and save you and redeem you and forgive you for today. I've heard it over and over and over. The devil tell you, oh, it's too much sin. It's too much sin. Let me tell you, 
blind Bartimaeus got rid of that garment, and you can too. I'm telling you, he's holding on to that. And oh man, I'm telling you, it was vile and it was dirty. It was filthy. But when Jesus came by, he said, I got to get rid of it. I got to let go of it. I got to let go. May I tell you, Jesus is worth letting go for. Why did he let go? Because he finally met the one who could take it from him. <laughs> Glory to God. Why did he let go? He just threw it up in the air. And he went running to Jesus. And he said, here I am. How did he know where to run? He was blind. It doesn't say he ran into a wall or he tripped. He ran right to the presence of Jesus. Whoo! How did he know how to get there? Because Jesus told him to come. You come, and he came. And he came the way Jesus told him to come, and he came. But you know what he did? He threw that garment to the side. He threw that garment to the side. A lot of people come to Jesus. A lot of people want Him to save Him. But they're not willing to throw the garment to the side. They're not willing to set the sin to the side. You cannot be saved unless you throw that old garment down. But i got good news to bring. And that's why I sing. I'm not going to sing for you, but I love the song. Man, let me tell you something. You throw that old garment off, Jesus can give you a new garment this morning. The little girl got in my office last week, sweet Laney, got in there crying, begging Jesus to save her. She said, Preacher, if I die right now, I'm going to hell. I said, Baby, I can't save you, but I know a man who can. Man, we got in there in the office. She fell on her face before a holy and righteous God. She cried out. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit of God moved in that room. And she got done praying. I said, Laney, if you died right now, where are you going? She said, I'm going to heaven. I said, why? She said, because Jesus just saved me. Jesus came by this way last week and a little girl called out. Called out and she threw that old garment to the side. Let me tell you, He's still here today. And He's seeking to save you. If you're here this morning, you've never been saved. It ain't coincidence you're here. It's not a coincidence this message is being preached. But Jesus is coming by. And He's wanting to save you. I don't know the mind of God. I don't know the heart of God. But I do know He wants to save. I do know He wants to forgive and redeem this morning. May I tell you, He'll save your soul. May I tell you about this old vile sinner... 13 years old, I knew if I died, I was going to hell. Why? Because that old preacher preached Jesus. He preached Him. He declared Him. And there was a day I knew I was a sinner. If I died right then, I was going to spend eternity in hell. I cried out, Oh God, save me. West Monroe, Louisiana, the bedside of my mom and dad. I cried out to the Lord. Let me tell you, I've messed up a bunch since then. But that day He gloriously saved my soul. And He has kept me safe from that day forward. And may I tell you, I can't tell you a whole lot, but I can tell you this. Jesus will save you. Jesus will forgive you. Jesus will clean you this morning. And all the hindrances that are standing in the way, I'm telling you right now, it's time to cast them to the side. And it's time to get to Jesus. Let's stand. If you need to be saved, come. Saved person, if you need to pray, pray. If you need to come to these altars, do that this morning. If you have a public decision, let's do that. As she plays, y'all come.